is amazing that in 2016, someone created a rechargeable battery that can last for 400 years. Imagine what it means for our near future, what we are ready for. Sure, at that time it looked like an accident. A doctorate student discovered it as she played around in the lab. But I think it was the idea whose time has come because someone was ready for it. Throughout history, we have these experiences of successful people who talked about a flash of inspiration. They followed it beyond their research or historical data. It gave them the idea that led to a breakthrough in their work, like Einstein and Nikola Tesla, intuition informing science. It is the same as when truth comes out of the mouth of a child. It's intuition. You have it. Everybody does. I'm Pilma. In this first podcast, we talk about this treasure chest of yours, intuition. It is the antidote to hopelessness. In the uncertainty of our times, we need it. We'll talk about what it is and how it works. So, what is intuition? The simplest way to describe it is, it is the voice within. It is the practical way that the mind can open itself from a view of limitation in order for us to receive wisdom and create what we call miracles. We're body and soul, right? All traditions accept that. Imagine your soul constantly sending out images and messages to your mind. You experience this. While science gives results from knowledge you are already conscious of, Intuition manifests the results of knowledge your conscious mind has yet to understand. All of a sudden, what is that? How was I able to do that? And so you go back to that experience and understand how it came about. It comes as a nudge first, or a feeling, a sense, a striking moment, a whim, a while at play. It seems to come out of nowhere but you're ready for it. You know that it is from intuition and not the ego in fear or scattered mind because it delights you. It comes quietly or like an aha moment. It gives an urgency or a sense of conviction. Follow it. You will see meaning in situations, people, things you encounter that is, they're relevant to you. It will lead you to a discovery about yourself, a fulfilled wish, an idea, or solution to a problem. That's the brilliance of intuition. Thus, it is the teacher within. That makes you your own best coach. We are our own best coach. Intuition is a self-coaching capacity. Most important is that it is an innate mechanism to experience the kingdom within which is said in scriptures, not much talked about. Also, God within, as Jesus said. I like the greeting in Hindu, which says, Namaste, or Namaste. I'm not sure how it's pronounced, (laughs) which means I bow to the God in you that is also in me. It's beautiful. Other branches of knowledge express this wisdom differently. Philosophy says, know thyself how important it is. Philosophy 
exists because of this desire to know thyself. And Descartes said, I think, therefore I am. So it's not this mind that is thinking. Most of the time, the mind is the one that's concluding or making summaries. But Eureka moments comes when you're not thinking, when the mind is clear. With intuition, you are birthing ideas. Einstein used intuition as Tesla did, as I have mentioned. Carl Jung, the German psychologist, psychiatrist, worked with it. Artists thrive in it. Speakers need it. Business owners depend on it. It has propelled growth and gotten people out of crisis. It makes work play and play work. In scriptures, it is said that Jesus grew in wisdom. He grew in grace and wisdom. That's the phrase. It seems so little for a span of many years of silence in scriptures. But it says a lot. It means that he was always using his intuition. With it, he was provided with everything he needed at every point of his life. He lived in the flow of his, of his intuition. He recognized his feelings to inform him about himself, others, and situations. With it, he can converse with God, whom he called Father whether in calm or turmoil, alone or with others, in rest or travel, he lived a full life. Even at the cross, he showed us how to handle persecution, not to fight against it, but to let it flow, let it run its course, and then release the negative energy. It's finished at the cross. It's done. He released that heavy energy. Intuition creates a flow in the ordinariness of daily life. It carries us through our life dreams. It gets us out of crisis. Let me speak from experience as an example. I share with you a miracle that happened 23 years ago. That's what I thought of it, a miracle. I had no money, but just three years, I mean three months later, I was on a flight to Rome. How did it happen? I was 27 years old and was in a place that allowed at least one hour period of silent prayer. It was heaven for me because many years before that, my life was restless. It was full of work and travel. So that silent prayer was not an obligation. It was a time of rest. So just, you know, in a, in a sacred place of conversation with with God so I was rejuvenating and thought that it was 
where I will be for the rest of my life. I also had a strong longing to go to school for further studies. But I told no one, I just followed intuition. I brought it to prayer. Then I had a hunch to speak to an acquaintance who soon offered a short-term special project. This created a great dilemma because it meant that I had to leave where I was. But when I brought it to prayer again, I felt peaceful. So I left and gave full focus on the job. It was clear why I, why I was there. I just, in, aside from needing rest, I wanted to study. And when the study was not presented in that situation, I left. I followed where intuition was leading me. So every day, I also sat down for a period of silence. I just continued the practice. One day at the office, I found a yellow brochure of a school abroad. It was impossible. You see, I had no money, but I read it anyway, the brochure. Curiously, it had exactly the features of a program that I had in mind. I could imagine myself in it, but money was a problem. So I kept on with my routine at work, sitting in silence each day and waited because I sensed that something was coming. When the project was almost over, a friend invited me for a weekend trip. I went along. There, I met a former boss who asked me what I wanted to do. I said to study, but made no mention of any school. Surprisingly, this person handed me a familiar yellow brochure and offered to help me get a scholarship in exactly that school. So I applied, as suggested, was interviewed, and was accepted. Soon, I was on board a flight to Rome, Italy, to attend this school. I followed intuition, and it gave me the impossible. With intuition, nothing is impossible. Recently, I examined it again, the experience, with all the other similar experiences I had through the years. I saw a pattern of four intertwining parts. Number one, is to clear the mind. In clearing the mind, you are opening the gate, call it a gate, between the level of the conscious and the unconscious. Science, scientists would say that our mind is, we're using our mind uh, about 10% of it and as if the 90% is just there. If, uh, imagine a, an iceberg the tip of the iceberg, that's like the conscious. And the rest of it, which is very huge, is, is below the surface, below the water. That's our mind. And it's the one below the water, it's floating with the rest of the ocean. So imagine there in the unconscious, are the values, the habits, the dreams, the wounds. Intuition is there, imagination is there. And when we, we 
clear the mind. Imagine that the unconscious is opened, gets through the gate between these two levels. So you, you receive dreams, night dreams. You receive insights. So how do we clear the mind? One way is to relax. That's why we have vacation times. It's just that during vacations, there are so many activities. And when we come back, we're tired. <laughs> so to relax is to allow yourself to just do nothing. Not accomplish anything. Just be with you. Meditation does that to your mind because especially when you are meditating well with closed eyes so you don't see anything and when you focus on the blackness over time as if there's light in the darkness <laughs> even when your eyes are closed so when you focus your on your breathing you are centering yourself because when you're doing not doing anything your body is just that breathing and so you get in touch with the rhythm of your body in the ancient times it is said that the soul is our breath it makes sense because when we're no longer breathing this body dies so the personality is no more but the consciousness, the soul, as he said, is, lives on. So, we are not, our body is not us. It, our, it's not our true self. We are more soul. And in the Hindu tradition, it's called Atma. Atma is pure. It's, it's, it is undisturbed by whatever is happening outside. So that when we come to that center, the mind is cleared. We experience peace. But then imagine your soul uh, covered with darkness because of the pains and difficult experiences so that's what clutters the mind and meditation helps us clear clear that prayer in the religious sense is a conversation with god uh, so here when it is done in silence you know like uh, peaceful conversation with somebody that you really trust then it's it's very helpful for the mind to relax and clear out the clatter believe it or not cleaning is a way to clear the mind because anything that you do repeatedly if you have watched the karate kid uh, he was trained by the kid was trained 
and prepared for a big fight by doing uh, house, basically uh, menial work, walks in, walks out. <laughs> Why? Because as you are cleaning, the unconscious is also, it's preparing your mind to clear out the mental clutter. what's outside is inside so as you are cleaning outside you're clearing your mind another is to write write down the disturbances in your mind so that it will have another existence outside on paper uh, notice that when you express that in writing don't mind how you express it it could be your own language or english do not be bothered about about form just put it out there so that as as i have mentioned it will have another existence outside of your mind and you can see it more clearly after that you can you can just let it be you have a journal or or Well, uh, burn it. <laughs> Some people would burn it. Or any form, any art form. So in my case, the, it was the daily date. It was like a date with, with God because it was done regularly, religiously. The one hour silent prayer or just conversation. Number two, is to ask in the asking it could be asking for help or if you have a question any question normally you, you go to an expert but the real expert of your own life is there uh, the intuition through the intuition so ask the question post the question do not bother about the answer just post the question intuition will give you the answer uh, as soon as you're ready that means as soon as you're able to clear your mind or you might want to make an intention or a wish or it could be a dream a lot of people say that oh, we, I don't know how to ask well ask intuition ask what to ask Intuition will give you a thought, a desire, a longing. In my case, it was further studies at that time. Number three is to seek. In the seeking, you are listening. You are waiting. So while waiting, do something mundane. Continue with your work. Uh, do some cleaning. Do household chores go out for a walk appreciate the present or if you have negative feelings that's bothering you let go of it um, burn out the negative energies the easiest way is to forgive to forgive is not to say 
that that what was done is okay it means that you are separating yourself from what is done and you are just release it get the lesson from it and then release it you cannot change it but by letting it go you're changing your perspective on what happened because everything that happens is for us there is a lesson for us to grow so when we are forgiving we are also clearing the mind so clear the mind ask sick number four is to knock notice ask sick and knock it's familiar because it's in Matthew chapter 7 verse 7 to knock is mm, by the way when you're sick when we are seeking intuition will give you the answer it will give or it will give you nudge it will send you a messenger you will be triggered by something something strikes you you will in, encounter synchronicities or signs symbols that have symbols have meaning signs or directions for me my messenger was an acquaintance who who pointed me to a special project and in that place I found a brochure a brochure that was the answer to my dream about further studies and then there was an invitation from a friend I followed it and the fourth was to knock knocking is the time when you are presented with the it's it's a door it's an opportunity follow it or just do it whatever the whatever intuition tells you to do the sign go this go there just do it in my experience it was the offer the opportunity was an offer and i followed it I went for the interview I submitted an application and then you're ready to receive for me it was the acceptance and the cooperation needed the requirements for the travel until I arrived <laughs> so what's the pattern four intertwining parts before you're able to receive First is to clear the mind, ask, sick, knock, and then you're ready to receive. What about in a crisis? It's the same. Clear your mind, ask, sick, and knock. In the early months of this pandemic, this is my experience. You must have heard of people becoming homeless, jobless closing their business and rejected by those close to them I was one of them for me I had to get away from physical threat and continuing emotional violence I did this by following intuition clearing the mind through meditation and forgiveness this gave me a sense of peace of love for myself joy inner joy and therefore a sense of abundance and this was fuel to keep on wave after wave of challenge 
they led me out of that situation gradually. Those I sought for help asked me a lot of questions, but they said no. They, some ignored or figuratively kicked me out with insults. When I was dazed into hopelessness, I mean homelessness, basically, an old friend appeared online. We shared updates about our cities and our personal situation during the COVID. And then I said, I resonate with the poor and the homeless. Without being asked, this person offered help by asking me about any business idea for funding. So I sent a business proposal. The friend liked it. Very quickly, I was able to swim my way out into safety. It was like crossing the bridge from toxicity to peace inside and out. So the peace inside was manifested outside. I was taken out of that very difficult situation. Now it's a very different life. I live in a conducive place, living a life that suits me just right, producing creative works with the lessons learned, opening various income streams, helping those who come to me and being with others in supportive relations. From here, I can see my new normal and a much better future. So in crunch time, intuition is your only sure guide. This is faithfulness to the God within. If more people embrace their intuition, more people will be happy. If more people are happy, more will create from this life-giving energy. If more people feel alive, what is there to fight about? Just imagine how it feels to be in this kind of new world. Is this a naive perspective? Well, looking at the pandemic as an amalgamation of the results of egoistic ambition and fear, it appears that intuition is our only hope. Not just out of a crisis, but towards a much better life.